of when you show what you're holding. How long do you have to wait before putting the pressure on? Maybe you just go all in. Welcome to Centra. The conversation with Jeremy went pretty smoothly once he realized just exactly how much data they had ready to screw him over. Andrea calmly explained that she matched his ID not just to his blockchain wallet, but also to every dummy IP he was running through the amateur software he'd pirated two years and five months ago. She told him his credit balance, all of his log times at work, and how many minutes of which types of porno hollows he'd watched for the past three years. She could destroy him just with the ghoul gambling, so he was more than ready to comply. After Jeremy got caught at a robot suck shop similar to the one Zara and Buck had met the priest at, his wife took their daughter to Metra and cut off communication. Jeremy didn't fight it because he could have ruined his rep at his job if she would have exposed the type of software he liked to bust his rocks to. So he'd spent the last ten years focusing on work, getting blitzed with the younger guys that didn't have families yet, and going all out on the chain markets. He was on the boards and in the servers and was honestly fairly well known in the trading community, so getting snagged this hard by a couple of new users was extra embarrassing for him. Of course, he had no clue that Andrea was about the furthest thing from a new user. He'd found the pits after getting well known in the underground market feeds, places where you could trade shit coins and stocks and shit that may or not be entirely legal. When regular day trading got boring, people needed a little more risk in their beige lives. They always dug deeper. That is until one day a guy named Uncle Puffer invites you to a live stream and tells you this is where the real gamblers play. So Jeremy had been betting on the fights for a couple of years, knew the ins and outs, but he wasn't a high enough roller to get invited to the arena in person. That's alright, that wasn't the part they needed him for. They met Jeremy at a diner that one of Andrea's old acquaintances owned about a mile from their townhouse. It was an old on-again, off-again relationship from early in Andrea's career who was friendly to the cause of exposing the corruption around GH, but had found themselves settled into an actual life they couldn't disrupt anymore. Happened to the best of them. It was hard to give everything up when you still had something left to hold on to. Jeremy was standard white guy model number 12 in the catalog of human creation, roughly 5 foot 10 inches. His head was shaved, but not well enough that you couldn't see the worn down ruins of the former society known as his hairline. Hazel eyes, and something you couldn't quite place that made his face slightly asymmetrical. He was fit in the way that you could tell he went to the gym, but was too proud to ask anyone what he should actually be doing while he's there. He ordered a steak and eggs with extra bacon on the side for breakfast like he was trying to impress somebody. Seemed like a lot of protein tubes to burn through before the sun had fully risen, but the move wasn't exactly what either Andrea or Zara would find impressive. It was almost like the last cringy power move of a corporate insect who had already been pinned to the board. That gonna be enough for you germs? Andrea asked with a scoff. We could maybe make a call, have them slaughter you a real-life cow if the synth stuff doesn't pump enough cholesterol in there for your liking. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Jeremy spoke in a low tone. His hands were shaking very slightly, his fork causing a slight tinking sound as it bumped up against the side of the plate. I, I get hungry when I'm nervous. Take a big bite and a sip of coffee, Zara said calmly. Do you know who I am? 
Um, I mean, you look a little familiar, but I can't place it. I'm guessing I tried to date someone who looked a little like you, Jeremy replied. Stop trying to figure it out. You don't know me, but we know enough about you. So what you're going to do is nod and listen. And then you're going to do what we lay out here. Zara continued to speak in a tone that was so calm, it felt threatening. Can I ask one question? Jeremy managed to get out without his voice cracking. As long as it isn't something that would get you slapped, Andrea replied flippantly. Uh, which one of you is Juice? Jeremy asked. You really are dumber than a canister of screwbonders, aren't you? Andrea replied with an extra dash of contempt. You really think someone like that, with those kind of credits, to be thrown around is just going to sit down with you and have waffles? Uh, well, no, Jeremy replied. I just, I'm, I'm just a fan is all. Great. Let's get down to it, then. I really hope you're a better chemist than you are an internet criminal, Zara cut in. The idea was simple. Jeremy had access to one of the biggest chem labs in all of the five cities and had the knowledge to work most of the machines. If he couldn't do something, he knew who could. He was going to hire them both as lab assistants so that they could access the lab with him, run a reverse analysis on the green ghoul cocktails she'd taken from Buck, and then, if they had the time, cook a batch up. He assured them the time it would take to pull off would arouse very few suspicions. The machines worked fast, and as long as they dumped the data after running them, there should be no trace of their activities. They don't allow video in the lab for a variety of reasons, so they really could be phantoms if it all went according to plan. Before leaving the diner, Andrea reminded Jeremy they were tracking his every move, and if he tried something, all of his data would be posted from one of the largest feeds in the world within minutes. They felt safe, but he sure didn't. He seemed like a neutered dog with just a pinch of fangirl hidden under his fear and shame. Mm -hmm.